0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith. We're broadcasting from Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich, and we want to continue to proclaim the glory of the gospel to all those. We all have a call from Jesus to holiness and we also have a vocation, a particular state in life that God is calling us to as we continue to live our lives seeking His will. We're so grateful for all our guests this morning Father Jordan Sampson, Suzanne Semler, of course, Peter and Teresa Martin talking about the marriage vocation. And we're grateful to hear from someone who lives out the call. To consecrated life each and every day, and so joining us right here on Real Presence Live is one of our great guests. It's Brother Michael Taff. Uh, Brother Michael, thanks for joining us this morning on Real Presence Radio. You're
2: welcome. You're welcome. Glad to be here.
1: And just thinking about this World Day for Vocations, I remember Brother one of uh, during one of my times in Rome of uh, being there for. uh, It was a World Celebration Day for consecrated life. I believe it's on the Feast of the Presentation, is that correct? You may know... Uh, yeah, it, there, there's a couple, but yes, that is one of them. That's one of the main ones is on the
2: presentation.
1: And that was a uh, uh, just a marvel to be in St. Peter's and to be surrounded by religious brothers and sisters from all around the world all the different uh, religious habits and and all the mm-hmm. different congregations, representatives, a beautiful testimony, and really just re- recognizes that uh, this call to religious life um, is still alive in the heart of the church. And so you're oh, joining
2: exactly, exactly.
1: You're joining us today from Assumption Abbey in North mm-hmm. Dakota. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Brother Michael, tell us about your own vocation. You know. Uh, tell us about yourself, you know, how did you become a monk, and and how did you hear your own vocation um, being revealed to you by God?
2: Okay. We only have a little bit, half hour, though. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think in many ways, and I really got the language more after I got here and was able Mm -hmm. to do reading. Um, I mean, for all of us, we have a uh, God-sized hole in us. And how do we, with the graces and the help of the Holy Spirit, Feel that, um, and that's really always, in some sense, part of the exciting part of the journey. But it also can be a little bit uncomfortable because it's not always really clear. Um, so, actually, I went to school for a lot of years. I was a psychologist before I became a monk, um, and I think all those experiences really did help me. Um, but there was just something about, you know, how was I to live my life? How did God want me to live? And so, actually, I started to go going on retreat to a monastery, um, not this one. And it just kind of like I didn't want to leave after Mm. being there a couple times. And so that led me to really explore more about the monastic life, um, the different types, um, the different charisms, and things like that.
1: You know, there uh, is we sometimes we the Lord is reaching out to us; He's calling us and he uses other forms of communication, sometimes books, sometimes a a movie. Was there anything that brought the monastic life into your imagination? Was it a film? Was it a book? Was it a particular writer? Was there anything that really provoked your imagination to answer the call?
2: Um, You know, I think there's just a lot of little things. There wasn't any one, one specific life changing. As I look back, it was more... As I look back on it, I was like, oh, yes, that, oh, yes, that. You know, an early, mm-hmm. early one when I was a kid, and you're going to laugh at this, was the early Star Wars movies.
1: Yeah, you that's know,
2: great. I mean, in terms of what, I forget what that group was called, but that was in some sense monastic. And I remember, you know, being, wow, those are really the neatest guys in the movie. And the Jedi. The, okay. And many yeah. years later thinking, well, of course, that was kind of an initial um, pull on the string, so to speak
1: oh brother michael you 're talking to a bona fide nerd here, so I will tell you uh, if you want to talk about the parallels between the the Jedi High Council and a group of Benedictine monks who are uh, often in my own visit to Assumption Abbey uh, you do get a sense that you 're somehow it 's uh, in the monastic setting that you are in this uh, Uh, There's that love for the silence, that love for the sacred. And uh, And
2: the love, really, for working together as we all walk toward Christ. I mean, we don't have lightsabers, or whatever those things are (laughs) called. Um, But, yeah, really, it's that working together, that something else beyond us is really most important. It's not just gratifying my
1: needs at the moment. Mm -hmm. How did you come to Assumption, Abbey where you made your profession as a monk? Mm
2: -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of, the Internet was starting to come out at that point, and so it was also really looking, you know, so there was starting to be some information there. And I grew up in Minnesota, so I also wanted to be closer to my family. I was living in in Georgia at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of, I talked to a couple monks about, is that a wrong thing to do? And they said no. I mean, obviously you want to put God first, but there's also other elements that are also important in terms of how we've been created, and our family is part of that, so we don't necessarily want to um, cut them off completely,
1: you know? Certainly, and that's one of those commandments, you know. Yeah, and I like I happen fall. to like
2: winter, and so I, that was another kind of thing. Well, I like winter. I don't, you know, the heat wasn't the greatest thing for me, and so it's like, no, that's not, you're not going just because of that, but that's kind of an added piece of it. So all those pieces go together, as someone discerns where God might be calling them.
1: Well, your religious order, the Benedictine order, Mm -hmm. is one of the oldest in uh, monasticism around the world. Tell us, what does it mean to be a Benedictine monk and to live out that call in monastic life?
2: Okay. Um, You know, as I tell men and some women who ask some questions, I always say, you know, one of the great things about the Catholic Church is there's, there's so many ways to serve the Lord. And one of the worst things about the Catholic Church is there's so many ways to serve the Lord. (laughs) You know, how do you kind of discern that? You know, how is you, there's some wonderful resources out there in terms of looking at at the different religious orders and then doing other explorations in that way. Um, And in many ways, the bottom line is we're all, we're probably more similar than not, in that hopefully we're dedicating ourselves to Christ with the hope of, um, reaching greater conversion and transformation and then hopefully hopefully being a mirror of that to those around us um, in our local communities and our, our greater communities in the church and the world as a whole. Um, so I forget what your question was as I'm going on. I had a point, but it just went away.
1: Just living as a Benedictine in the world today, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what's, what's that, you know, so that is a distinct uh, than all those other religious congregations. So mm-hmm. How did you mm-hmm. differentiate? If someone were to get one of those vocation magazines and you would say, where right. do I start? The Salesians, the Dominicans. Yeah, they're
2: all look they all wonderful. You know? yeah. I guess part of it was, for me, I tend to be a more introverted person. Hmm. Um, I'm not going to be some... And those people that stand on the street quarters and preach and go out and do all these things, uh, help the homeless, you know... That's wonderful, but I knew that would kind of wear me down. Really, I mean, that's not how I was created. Sure. So having, um, and we're a very rural area here too. So having that time and space to really seek God through through the divine office throughout the day, through private prayer, through work. I mean, one of our Benedictine mottos is "Ora et labora." Mm. So we do work and we do prayer, um, both a- individually and together
1: and that 's a beautiful testimony to uh, uh, Benedictine monasticism and uh, your brother, I in my own vocational discernment for a brief period, I discerned monastic life. I visited uh, a Trappist community, mm-hmm. I visited a Benedictine community, and at one of the times of the vocation director, there was a social time with the other men that were doing this discernment weekend and the vocation director said, I'm confident some of the men here are called to diocesan priesthood. And I thought, yeah. that's strange, because <laughs> we're here to discern the vocation to monastic life. Why right. would he say that? And afterwards, that very same uh, monk came to me and said, uh, Tim, I don't want to tell you what to do, but I'm pretty sure God is calling you to diocesan priesthood. And I thought, right. Right. what a letdown. You know. <laughs> you and know now, I, it's like yeah. you said, brother... I cannot see myself based off of my personality, living my vocation in any other way. Now, it, it, looking back, it's crystal clear. At that time, there was a lot of discernment. But, uh, you Wait, know, this is I, a beautiful I testimony think, of your own your own And person, I think but, sometimes people
2: who, men and women, as they're looking at religious orders, get confused in that, you know, we're all working under the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And we want to really guide men and women to where they've been called or how they've been created to live um, under God. And Mm. so we're there to help them search out places, not just here. You Mm. know, I mean, people have said, well, I didn't want to tell you that I looked at another um, order because I didn't want you to be mad or that Mm. you would, you know, it's like applying for a job. Yeah. Um, And it's like, no, that's not what this is. We're all here to help you um, get, you know, help you listen to what Christ is telling you. It's not about us. It's about what Christ's will is for you
1: at this time. Oh, that's a beautiful testimony. And certainly as someone who works in vocations, uh, just thinking about this isn't just like a job interview or it's exactly. not like you're updating your resume on LinkedIn. This is what, what God's divine call is for you as a particular person and uh, right. how, you, and how you, you can live that charism.
2: Yeah, yeah. and you will know that men and women come to you and kind of want to, this is what I want to do. And, and, you know, it's, it's to help them listen to God in their heart. Because, you know, as Thomas Aquinas says, God created us to be happy. And if you're, you know, if you're doing the monastic life and you're not called to this life, you're just going to be miserable and make everyone miserable around you.
1: And then you're
2: not really serving Christ in that way. You're not able to.
1: Well, that's a lot of freedom in that too, in, in, exactly. in living, our, living our vocation. We're going to take a short break, uh, okay. Brother Michael. Um, with our guest, we're with uh, Brother Michael Taff, vocations director for Assumption Abbey. We're talking about vocations to religious life. Stay tuned right here on Real Presence Live.
0: This is real Presence live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. It's time to awaken. This spring, our live drive will have the theme, Awaken. We'll get the joy of hearing from your fellow listeners on how Real Presence Radio has impacted their lives and awaken them to the beautiful life in the Catholic Church. Also, be sure to check your local bulletin to see if your parish is in the incredible parish competition. Don't miss any of it, coming May 4th through May 7th, right here on The Real Presence Radio Network. Uh, I
3: remember even during that time, and and this was uh, during the beginning years of John Paul II's pontificate, and whenever I heard him on TV, because he was always in the news, especially uh, his travels in Eastern Europe, Poland and all, I, I would hear the things that would come out of his mouth and I would go, there's no way this person is not close, closer to God than I am, hmm. uh, you know, so I always had this sort of secret respect for, uh, for John Paul II, of course, I never said this to any of my <laughs> brethren friends, you know. You wouldn't dare. No, of course not, but I, 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 I don't mean to disparage them because they taught me to love the scripture, and interestingly enough, even though they, they do not believe in the real presence of Christ in the sacrament. They had communion every Sunday. And so they really taught me to love the Lord's Supper uh, and to love the scriptures. And so I'm really thankful to them for that.
0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to
1: Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith, and my guest this morning is Brother Michael Taft, Vocations Director from Assumption Abbey, and we're grateful to talk about the gift of a religious vocation. Uh, Brother Michael is a Benedictine monk, and he lives his life with his brother's there in central, north, uh, north central, uh, North western. Dakota, western North Dakota there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, brother, what does a day in your life look like as a religious brother living in community? What's that like for you? Okay.
2: I mean, really what we do is our day is split up um, between individual prayer, community prayer, and work, and also community time or leisure. Um and again, all of this is really kind of as a package, as what we try to do is to transform into Christ. All of these elements should go together to that. So our morning, our first prayers at 6.20 in the morning. And I always love the fact that we have silence before that. You know, our silence is on all night. Um, and the first words that we say in the morning are, Lord, open my lips. Mm. You know, so it's really putting ourselves in front of God. That's, that's the first. And most basic thing. And in many ways, within the rule, St. Benedict has said, you know, you um, don't make prayer too long um, and too wordy, um, and then go off and do work. And I would love to be one of those saints who could, you know, spend eight hours on my knees in church, you Mm -hmm. know, in ecstasy. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not there yet. So I know that our half hour, our 45 minutes of prayer is that really time to um, give myself to God, to listen to what the Psalms are saying, um, and, and, then, and then do other types of work. So we have morning prayer, our breakfast in silence. We have an, two p- half-hour periods of what we call Lectio Divina, mm. which is that spiritual reading, that slow, meditative um, attention to Scripture, usually or other spiritual reading. Um, and then, so we work, we have a noon prayer, our noon meal is speaking, we go back to work, we have Mass at 5. Um, and, I, you know, I'm, granted, when I was in high school, if someone say I would love going to Mass every day, I might not have been really believing of that. Sure. But now it's like, wow, if I don't get to go to Mass, something is really wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, we have Mass and we have supper and table reading um, and then recreation time as a community vespers another period of lectio divina compline and then we have our night silence after that um, and again that whole idea of not of night silence is not so much to turn things off but which is part of it but really how do i open myself up more to god mm. you know if there's a lot of distractions if there's a lot of things going on to me that's a lot that's very difficult then to hear what God might be saying to me. so what we have what we have to do is we have to set up our schedule, so as much as possible, we let God's voice really um, come all the way through us throughout the day.
1: Well, that's a beautiful testimony, and uh, really, in thinking about how the Lord uh, you know works in our lives just through daily experiences. Uh, The work that you do, what kind of work have you found yourself doing in the community?
2: Okay, I do a number of different things. And we we don't have, we've looked for if there was like a work that we could all do, but we've not come up with something. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I have, we all have a couple different hats usually. Um, For example, we do have monks answering the phone. Mm -hmm. We don't have other people there. We don't have an answering machine. We don't have the cell phones. Um, But I'm... One of the jobs I do besides vocation director is I'm the prior, so I'm kind of in look over the everyday workings of the monastery, who cleans when, who gets to do the dishes, someone needs to go to the doctor, who can take them, mm. those types of things. Um, I'm the development director, so it's really sharing a way that we share our spirituality with people, in addition to raising funds, of course. Mm. Um and I'm also the librarian, which is my favorite job because I love to read. Um, but I don't get to spend. And, and in the summer, I'm, I'm, you know, third weeder. I love to go out and just weed in the garden for an afternoon and stuff.
1: Oh, wonderful. And the, thinking about uh, all these different hats that the different brothers uh, may get to wear that that also provides some opportunities for meditative, you know, prayer, like weeding or something, but also like you know, this active uh, things uh, to see God in the, the everyday circumstances of life. You know, as a vocations director, Brother Michael, what would you tell a man who is considering a monastic life or a vocation to monastic life, that call? What, what are some words of encouragement you could give them?
2: Okay. I mean, one of the things is to really, where is your relationship with God? We're not expecting perfection. If you're perfect, perfect out in the world you know, your prayer is wonderful, um, you completely live a life of virtue, you don't need to come to the monastery. Mm. But we're here, be- I'm here because I need the structure. I need the time of community prayer, of private prayer, of work. Um, I need that package. So a lot of times I will, as we talk to an indiv- to a, a, a man, um, Kind of, what are you looking for? How has God been speaking to you? How would you want to um, give yourself to Christ? How? Um, what are your? In other words, what are your gifts that you've been given? Um, you know, if you're if you're a wonderful speaker and preacher, you know you may want to do. Um, and we do obviously ordain men um, as priests. Okay,
1: sure. You do, you do you do ordain them to priest, uh, Yes. Uh, how about? Uh, but is there an active apostolate where they do that, or is it it's, is there some regional we, we preaching? Do, you know?
2: We yes, we do. One of our services is we um, will often provide substitute priests for weekend work in this area, where you know, as you know, towns are pretty spread apart. So oftentimes for these for our priests, it's. You know, they want to take vacation, they want to visit family, so we can go and um, our priests can go and substitute for them. We also have priests, we also, I guess, I was teaching a couple of years, but we have um, priests who are working at the University of Mary in Bismarck, and then we have other priests who are chaplains and also pastors in parishes. So part of that is also, again, as someone's coming through the formation program, what are their gifts and how can they serve the church?
1: Well, it's a beautiful testimony to just, you know, how the Holy Spirit in prayer is is leading others. You know, Brother Michael, how could uh, someone contact you if they're interested in uh, beginning that process of discernment of a man who is interested in becoming a monk? How do they get in touch with you?
2: Well, I'm assuming everyone's modern, and they can Google. Um, What you do is is you Google just Assumption Abbey, um, North Dakota. There's another Assumption Abbey in Missouri. And then there's a, um, on our website, there'd be the contact information for how to get a hold of me. And so there's a phone number and email um, for that. So, yes, we are very would be very welcome. And again, it's to, to walk men through this process. If it's Assumption Abbey, that's great. If it's something else, but ultimately the ideal is we all want to serve Christ. And so how do we best do that
1: given who we are? Brother Michael, thank you for being with us. Um, we're grateful for the work that you and the brothers at Assumption Abbey do. And also, uh, for all our listeners, uh, you and your spiritual life will be edified just by spending some time. And so if you're ever traveling through, I invite you to visit Assumption Abbey. It's a great place for prayer and spiritual enrichment. Thank you for your prayers and the prayers that you and the brothers do for the whole church all throughout the day.
2: Oh, you're very welcome. We're very, very honored and happy to do it.
1: God bless you, brother. Thanks for joining us. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And now we'll go to our technical director, Therese, for a preview of tomorrow morning's Real Presence Live. Thank you, Father. So on the next Real Presence Live, Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Mark Holcraft is your host coming to you live from the Fargo studio. Father Charles LaCroix will be on to talk about going to Jesus
0: through Mary.
1: And did you know you were made for greatness? Monsignor Gregory Schleselman will share more about this. Learn about the saint who slayed dragons during our interview with Dr. Michael Gary. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central.
3: Back to you, Father.
1: Thank you very much. And mm-hmm. always more to listen to right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Again, I want to encourage all our listeners to stay tuned. And you can always download the Real Presence Radio listening app, which you can get on any digital mobile device. You can also just access good Catholic content all day long from your laptop computer. Uh, you can get us through realpresenceradio.com you can also access past shows other episodes or if you've even heard just a segment of today's program and you want to hear the whole thing um, in a day's time you can see our archive where you can listen to a podcast and you can stream you can subscribe and that Real Presence Radio episode, along with many others, will be downloaded directly to your phone. So always a great way to get good Catholic content and stay plugged in to the things that are happening here in the Upper Midwest. Uh, That that being said, we're going to say a final prayer and blessing for all those who are listening. Thank you to all those from our Real Presence Radio listening family. And of course, thank you to all our wonderful benefactors. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father in heaven, we ask that you would pour forth your blessings upon all those faithful who have listened to your voice. You are the good shepherd. You know your sheep. You call them by name. Lead us, guide us, and watch over us. Defend us from all wolves and all those who would be those predators in our lives. Keep us free from the bondage of selfishness and help us live our lives in faithful service to you. We ask all these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless all those listening in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks be to God.
0: This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central.